Hello, and welcome to another terrifying episode of Cult Film and Review. The podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets and see if they still hold up. Grab your hypnosol, don't fall asleep, because tonight, your dreams turn into nightmares as we discuss Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, welcome to another Halloween extravaganza episode from Cold Film Review. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, please make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. It helps us out so much. Uh, it's 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 crazy. But please do that for us. Uh, tonight we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Uh, it was directed by Chuck Russell. It came out in 1987 and had a budget of $4.5 million. All right, as always... Uh, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the show, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I am joined by Chris Willenbrecht. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show, bitch. And I am joined <laughs> by Michael Salustio. I want to be a star. Welcome to the show, bitch. <laughs> that was my Freddy moment. I had to get it out. <laughs> it's prime time, bitch. Right. Is that everyone's favorite line? Can we just get that is it segment? The only, is it the only, like, I mean, Freddy quippy line. See, I have, I have, I have a way to go and talk about this because I have questions about Dream Warriors. Okay, but I, I do want to just, I, if we could just touch on it briefly, I feel like that is a. I do think it is one of the only quippy lines, and it's this window into the world where Freddy's going to go. Yeah, I agree. As films follow, right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And why? Because what's the line that everybody remembers from this film, and what's their favorite line? It's, it's prime time, bitch? Yeah. Time, bitch. <laughs> I, I was like, is that a trick question? That was a trick question, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not. That's not a trick question. <laughs> That's everyone's favorite line, right? I mean, how could it not be? It's, it's most so mem- good. It's, it's most memorable. That's for yeah. sure. And then he slams a girl into a TV. Mm-hmm. No, no, that was suicide. That she- well, she did that herself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is anybody going to ask me the question? Oh, well, did you even say whose pick it was? Oh, this is my pick. Cody, why'd you pick the film? Oh, thanks for asking. You're welcome. Uh, so I picked this movie because this uh, is my favorite uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, um, which uh, it turns out from what I saw on, on, on my own Instagram from me posting oh, that I was watching the movie for this podcast that this is quite a few people's uh, a favorite Nightmare on Elm Street also. Um after watching it this time uh, with kind of fresh eyes, uh, my question to everyone else, uh, in a way, uh, and it's not yet, it's because it's kind of rhetorical and metaphorical and whatever words that I'm using that I don't know. Oracle. Yeah, a lot oracle. of oracles. Oracle things. <laughs> um, is I really can't figure out or pinpoint exactly why this is my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I'll give. I'll give. I'll give. I'll tell you why. I figured out why it was my favorite was when I saw this movie, it was the early nineties and I was like way into X-Men and like this movie is kind of like that. These kids have superpowers in their dreams. They have powers. So I always thought like, that's so cool. What a like, what a cool concept. And they're fighting Freddie. They're like a, they're like a team of warriors, you know, but I mean, 
It wasn't what I remember, but <laughs> <laughs> that's all I. That's that's the only reason I can think of it. Like, because yeah. I mean, on a scare factor, I'm gonna go with the first one always. Well, that's the weird thing too. Is like with this one, I feel like comparative, especially to his his, his later movies. Uh, maybe even with the first one, I'm probably wrong on this. I don't know the actual body count. But to me, it seems like the body count in this movie is, is not that high. I'm pretty sure it's two. Maybe three. Yeah. Mm, two? No, I don't know. Kid, 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 kid falling off the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The puppeteer thing. Yeah. Girl getting smashed into the thing. Uh-huh. TV. Father? The TV. The father. Oh, okay. And, and, girl, and Nancy. Girl, and girl, girl getting uh, injected. Yeah. And Nancy. Okay. Oh, so five. Oh, yeah. Technically, doesn't Nancy come back though later on? No. No, uh, she. Well, well. I come mean, no. One? She. They bring her back for New Nightmare. But oh, New no. Nightmare. She's, she's, she's the actress. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Okay. I thought. I thought they brought her back for some weird no. reason. I don't know nope. why. Okay. Um. So then. Okay. So that's like six. Yeah. No, five or, five yeah. Or, I would say five or six. Like is I said, fair. Because we, we could. We could probably. The, GCS the nerdy kid. Like he dies. I mean. I guess he does. Yeah, he does. Which one? I guess. He, if, if stabbing yeah. a, stabbing the kid in the shoulder and then cutting to something else is... No, yeah. he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'd even, I would even count uh, the mom. The, the wizard. The mom getting her head ripped off and him holding it up to Patricia Arquette in the bed. That's a kill. Uh, uh, that's a not a real. It's a yeah, kill. Yeah, it's a dream kill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's Mom's body. still alive in real life. Yeah. Mom's still alive in real life. Okay. But it still counts as a kill. I guess you're right. I mean, I mean technically, but you don't actually, yeah, yeah, you don't see murder. the kill. I felt like this whole film didn't have a lot of like violence in it. There yeah, were a lot I of agree. weird deaths. Like I said, the wizard kid. Yeah, it does. It's not even remotely violent. You know what? You know, watch this. It, it dawned on me like um, how um, how not a unit of warriors they were. They get they, they separated and they just get knocked out one by one. Yeah. Well, I have a pretty quick. I have a, a lot to talk about. With yeah, that. I want to get into yeah. that too. All right, so let's do this then. Let's. Um, uh, Did everybody... you say what the film was about? No. Oh, let sure. me say that because we've already <laughs> gone this far about it. So why the hell not? Uh, if you don't know what this movie is about, it's about survivors of an undead serial killer, Freddy Krueger who stalks his victims in their dreams uh, and learns to take... Uh, these kids basically learn to take control of their own dreams in order to fight him. That's pretty much it. That's about right. That's pretty much it. Can't mm-hmm. go wrong with that. No. Uh, so, with I that... I think a better way to describe it is Nancy comes back and recruits a top-notch team of, of kids to, to fight See, Freddy. You <laughs> know what? Are we using the right way? Nancy comes back and exploits a yes. group of unsuspecting <laughs> teenagers with suicidal, suicidal tendencies. <laughs> you know what, Let's take a break and then we'll talk about her exploiting teens <laughs> when we come back. It's fair for you, kid. I am the wizard master. I am the wizard master. In the name of Lorik, Prince of Elves, Demon be gone! Sorry, kid. I don't believe in fairy tales. All right, we are back, and we are talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Uh, First off, Chris, I want to ask you this. What do you think makes... uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, a good like Halloween movie or a cult film? Because I feel like it's a cult film. I, can, I, I feel safe in saying that. Um, or, or like it's just a good, fun movie to watch during Halloween time. Do you feel that way? 
Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is always a good series to watch during the Halloween during Halloween, but. Um, this one particularly, I think it can go both ways. You can either sit down and actually watch it and enjoy it as a film, or like we've been saying in a lot of these other ones, you put it on the background and every time you turn around, there's something interesting happening on screen. It's like a very, um, I don't know. It's a very, uh, colorful film, if you will. Like in it, and I, that's how I think kind of sets it apart from the rest of the, of the series, and maybe why people gravitate to it around this time. Do you think, uh, Kyle, that this the third one may be uh, the most popular in the series? Or do you think it could be one of the most popular in the series? Or is this the one you hear most about? I think it's the one that has the biggest cult following for sure, yeah. Um, I mean, other than the, the first one. But the first one gets more like critical praise. Yeah. It's considered one of the, the best sequels. I know that. Yeah. But um, what I mean, but what makes you th- what makes you think that people perceive it that way? I guess is kind of what I'm also getting at. Why they perceive it as better as yeah. as one of the best sequels? I mean, <laughs> I mean, realistically, there's there there's not a lot of competition when you're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street sequels because after this film, as we've already kind of touched on, um, you get you get what's commonly referred to as Johnny Carson, Freddy Krueger going forward, and it takes a very slapstick comical approach to the films. Um, and a lot of people are into that, and that's cool. But if you're like a diehard horror fan, like this movie has the perfect balance of action, horror, or at least perceived action. That's what I was kind of talking to Chris about. Where this movie can be really summed up by its theme song. It's like rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know, of the series. That's that sequel. Um, the second one's kind of the weird underdog that no one yeah gives credit to. But I it, I think is a solid film, but it's not as cool as. Going into your dream and like having powers, I think that's what everybody connects with because I think everybody's had that dream where they can fly or they can, you know, they're super strong or whatever the hell. And like that, this movie kind of connects on that level, maybe. Mike, do you think that's what it is? Is like it's maybe people are connecting with the kids and living out this fantasy and fighting an evildoer that people connect with, and that kind of makes this one the more popular of the sequels yeah. or, or the cult film? Yeah, I definitely, sequels? I definitely agree with that. I think it is like it's. it's I guess say it's like almost kind of like a high concept idea of like, okay, here it is. Freddy Krueger. We know him as the predator, but now he's the prey. Maybe like, I mean, it doesn't really pan out that way, but the promise of that was kind of cool. And the idea that these kids could have, have powers in their dreams and they were taking back the dream world in a sense. I think that was a big appeal to it. I think it was appealed, especially to what I think with these films too, is the secret audience of who was really watching it, which was with teenaging teenage kids, mm-hmm. that is appealing to them. Oh, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they probably was this movie rated R. I'm assuming it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. They weren't allowed to be in theaters, but like, hey, who of us weren't watching them? Right? We were all teenagers when this fucking yeah. Thing you came were out. dying to see these yeah, kind of movies, and we did, and we got to see them, I, and I w- we went to see them. I was born when this came out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, who who wasn't a teenager? Anybody? Everybody? Just, Fuck you. Just you, Mike. <laughs> uh, I mean, kind of. I don't know if it's a fan theory or if it's just me diving too much in my head into this own of uh, my film, but like, this film because I like it so much. But that's kind of, I think, the appeal mm-hmm. to this one. What's also, that? Is that? It's the perfect, I feel like this is the perfect blend between um, the Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. uh, Freddy, and the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Where 
uh, one of the things I noticed about this movie, and, and I give it a lot of credit, especially this watch through, through that I, I had this complaint when I was, I was watching it, and then I thought about it after the film was over, and then I was like, man, I was way wrong, in my opinion. I was like, there wasn't a lot of Freddy in this movie. No, there's not. there really isn't. There really isn't. And mm-hmm. then I was like, ah, I'm wrong. There is a ton of Freddy in this movie. Well, a ton. You mean the, the last half hour? No. It's throughout the whole movie. This is his theory. But, okay. Yeah, it's the dream sequences. Um, one thing that, that stood out to me the most with this movie was the settings. Um, and I believe that the settings of this movie, are, and, and a lot of them have, do like he pops out of mirrors, he pops out of the walls, it's a giant snake. Uh, he actually is um, the faucet handles that grab. Uh, these, these, these sets are Freddy himself. They are in his in his world this is yeah. this is his right um so i i feel like there is a lot of freddy in this well movie, yeah I, no I but he's behind the scenes working the strings sure. of these kids in the dreams because he Fucking knows literally. he's in for a fight i feel like <laughs> yeah, well i mean that's too. kind of i mean that i i mean that's that's a really good point and actually if you go back and look at some of the the other films in the in the series it's kind of a runny theme because even in the first one um you know his, his 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 mouth and tongue become part of a phone she's on and yeah. stuff like it's not actually him but mm-hmm. and then in the second one there's the um uh, the uh, the shower scene where he's like he's the, all the faucets and heads of the showers yeah, yeah. like stretching yeah. out of the wall and shit yeah he uses a lot of the environment as weapons but he's not he doesn't really completely come into physical form until he's cornered them to where he could like get a kill yeah and I and I feel like this, but this one I feel like stands out. I feel like more than others because I felt like in a way this is the most grandiose we've ever seen that world at this at the time when this was when made. this is oh yeah. yeah yeah this is very big for that dream world if you think about it like I mean these sets are yeah and, and there's always these like weird twirling out shots or, or pullback shots to show to reveal how big these areas are that these yeah. actors are in yeah too. Um, so I feel like the sets themselves were kind of, I don't know if this is purposely done. I have to imagine it was though. We're supposed to be interpreted as these are Freddy. Like this yeah. is Freddy is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if maybe it comes across very well. Uh, but I, I certainly picked up on it, but this is like my, I don't know. I've seen this movie a hundred times and I'm just now picking up on it, but maybe sure. cause I'm looking at it differently. I don't know. You know, yeah. That was the intention. That that was really smart. Although I will say, because Freddy is so iconic and as his physical form, like that's what people I feel like really latch but, onto. M- yeah, I agree. But more so after this film. You that's true. So? More. That's yeah. Mm. I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think the first the film first really one. is like but, the one that. But that, the Ziggy one-liners that everybody quotes and stuff like that. Him after do, this movie, we'll do, start it with this do movie. Do a lot of people after. do that though? I kind of feel like there's kind of there's a uh, go to a horror convention. I, I, I kind of <laughs> feel like there, there's got to be a group or uh, not a group, but most people like look at the films that come after this one as kind of like eye rolling affairs. Like it's good to watch for kills, but other than that, it's so tongue in cheek. It's almost. I but, mean, yeah, there's a group of audience that's going to love that. Yeah, love the comedy aspect of it. But I think he establishes himself and he's remembered. Like mostly for, I, w- I would say he's most remembered for the scene in the alley in the first one when his yeah. arms are stretched mm-hmm. out and he's walking yeah. towards her. Like that is the most iconic image I feel like of him. After that, it just keeps getting campier and he keeps 
getting funnier. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if this movie like really like set him up in people's minds better than the first one did. I guess is what I. Was, oh, I would agree with that. I don't yeah. think it did. In a way, I feel like it cared about the kids more, or it may try to make you f- like. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. I feel like this one tries to make you care about the kids more, but it, it's not. You think you care about the other kids, but all you really care about is Patricia Arquette, um, <laughs> just like Nancy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really weird because she's supposed to be taking care of all of them. It's her job, <laughs> Nancy. <laughs> no wonder you die at the end. <laughs> Spoiler. Patricia alert. Arquette was, but she was like the she was the special one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's the one that I feel like they were trying to hand a torch over to. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that's ex- like that was the intent. Well, of that's this what film. happened. No, see, that's that's the that's the thing that was not the intent of this film. This the intent of this film was uh, after the second one. Uh, um, Wes Craven was like, uh, "We got to end this." Yeah, trilogy. Why not? Well, no, because he he. Hate, I, I don't think he liked the second one very much. I, if I if I what I read was correct, I, I would imagine one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't very that much. So he kind of jumped on board with this one, and this was supposed to be the last one. Yeah, it feels like it, too. Yeah. I, d- I definitely think so. No, you have two main staples die in this yeah, one. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, the the two main protagonists in the first one are done. They are done. Off. Yeah, they, they, you're right, 100%. But, like, I mean, I, I guess you could say, like, the ending, the very end, the light turns on. That must have been something Hollywood just like we're not done yet. <laughs> that was not, yeah, I get, yeah, that's something they like, they they added well, in the yeah. last minute. Well, like, yeah. let's just go do a quick reshoot. Well, no, that's definitely no, that's definitely a studio thing because the studio oh, yeah. was like, what if this is a hit? Yeah, exactly. turns out it was. Yeah, it was a huge hit. Yeah, made for four million, made forty four. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, of course, fucking Dream Master and Dream Child came out after that. You want to know what else made it popular? Super popular. They made a game, a Nintendo game called Friday the Thirteenth. It was just Dream Warriors, but they called it Friday the Thirteenth. They called it Friday Thirteenth Three. They called it Friday. They mixed it up, huh? It was like you ran around. You mean Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street. I know. I'm like the whole time. Like, how funny is it that we just had a whole conversation? Audience, you need to hear this. Behind the scenes, we had a conversation about how me and Mike misquote things constantly, all the time, because two other people admit that they don't look at anything when up. But we have notes in front of us, like we're Me, fucking. Yeah, we have notes. In Sherlock front of us. Holmes and Watson. <laughs> but we, we misquote everything. Right. I was like, I was about to say, like, no, no, no. There, there is a Fred Thirteenth game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible. I mean, I mean, it always There is a Nightmare on Elm Street game. <laughs> and uh, and it's and it's just Dream Warriors. It, that's what it is. But they called it Nightmare on Elm Street. But and you run around and you and you, be, you get dream powers. You become like like a like a like a gymnast and a <laughs> strong man and shit. And you, you do things. A chick with knives. It's horrible. Guess yeah, what? what was Just that like the power? Friday Thirteenth. Oh, what? We're gonna get into yeah. powers here in a second because uh, she's my favorite. How dare you? <laughs> oh, we'll talk about it. Uh, one of the things I uh, also wanted to talk about uh, was um, how do you like how do you think as far as the series goes? Right, because I look at other series like Halloween. Um, and I look at other series like Friday the 13th, which has like a revolving female character. It really doesn't mm-hmm. stay the same. Right. Uh, Halloween, uh, people were begging for Jamie Lee Curtis to die, um, which it happened in a better movie. Um, and then, you know, uh, and, and I feel like this one's perfectly, perfectly times Na- Nancy's death. Like, I feel like three was enough. Like, she was the main. Like, if this. If she would have lasted through all of them, 
I, I don't know. I just feel like it was timed perfectly well, compared I mean, to other I mean, series. Jamie Lee Curtis's character doesn't last through all of them. She's in the first and second one, then she's fucking deuces. No, she's hiding out. The rest of the time comes back in H two O. She's that's deuces she, until H two O, and that's when but, she finally but, gets the axe. But where, 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 where I think Halloween differs is like that. That entire film is really is really centralized the idea of family, and like he has to stop the bloodline. Yep. That's his goal. So you have family coming up, but, but this, this one, I I agree with you. I think. I think it's nice to see Nancy pop up because you watch a second one and it's completely unrelated to the yeah. first, and then all of a sudden here she is. She's back. She, you know, she went to college and stuff, and you know, she's majored in like studying dreams. Which go fucking figure, giving <laughs> giving her I, her, her historical <laughs> background. So I have a question about Nancy's character in this. Sure. <clears throat> um, why does she have like a rogue streak of gray in her hair? Watch the movie. That happens in the first one. That happens in the first one? Yeah. Did yeah. I miss that part? Yeah, Why it's like the happen? end. Yeah. When she pops out of the dream. Yeah. She pops out of the dream and she gets a rogue streak of yeah. gray. Yeah. From being so fucking ha- scared. That 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 uh. happened in like actually that that was like a thing in, in film. Like it happened in Evil Dead too. It's just it, oh, that's right. Remember? It's at, it, there's something tied so, there's something tied to it if you get so scared, scared your hair it's turns gray. Like I wonder if there's actually like a real thing that's a real thing that happens. I think so. I don't know. You can look it up. You have a laptop in front of you that has internet. I don't really want to do it. Okay. Uh, another question kind of going along that too where do you think uh, Freddy's origin story because you get Freddy's origin story uh, in this movie you get in every movie don't you like you get a piece of it. There's always a new little yeah, this is, tidbit. Yeah. This is the like, first one where they talk about his mother being yeah, raped by a thousand exactly. maniacs. Yeah. Yeah. What you what you see in five, right? That that story pops back up in five. Yeah, but with the child. Yeah. yeah. Where I mean, where do you think it ranks comparative to other origin stories? Uh, kid who drowns in a lake, or. <laughs> um, I think it's weird. I kind of, I mean, you know, you you made the joke one time before, Mike. He's a lovable child molester. You know yeah, what I basically. mean? Like, and that's like, I feel like where the story really came from. Why the parents burned him to begin with, and it's mm-hmm. like in this one, it's kind of funny because it's like that is a weird concept now to think about. You know, it's like okay, little boy drowned in a lake, he kills campers. Okay, uh, you know, little kid kills his sister as a mental patient for the next, you know, fifteen years or whatever. And like this one's like this kid like or this guy raped children, killed them, killed them, burned them in an oven, <laughs> and then all the parents got together yeah, and, and had burned him. him. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's it, which makes it it's funny that it's so acceptable, but I I do like it. I think it's creepy as fuck. But see, Freddy's but that's the difference. Where uh, I'll tell you where the difference is. You want to? I oh, I guess where they kind of try to make the difference. I would say I don't know if it really works because I guess in all of this, Freddy's still innocent. Um, like, like with, uh, Friday the 13th, you know, Jason is an innocent child who drowns, um, with, um, same thing, like with, with, with with Halloween. I mean, Michael Myers just, he, 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 see, that's the thing. Like these, 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 all all these films kind of touch on like a thing with kids. Right. So like Michael Myers is a kid when he, when he kills his sister, um, Jason is a a kid kid when, when when he drowns and then. The thing, the thing with Freddy, Freddy, with Freddy is like, there's like, well, I, impl- I mean, unless we know more about him, there's no outside well, influences on his well, upbringing they, as a they, child. But though. they imply, but, but they, they imply, imply that it's nature. It's nature. Well, if no, it's nature versus nature. I don't think they, it's, it's, yeah, I they don't, do. He's, I a, he's a maniac because he's he's the collected sperm of a thousand other I maniacs. Was, but I also <laughs> feel like that's explain. But he was also born by a nun, which I I feel like explains the demon part of it because he's basically a demon. He's yeah. like an antichrist kind of character. Well, he's a demon, right? Like, yeah. Wouldn't you take like, um? He's, a, he's 
He what? haunts people. He almost dreams. seems like he's a ghost yeah, I or see, like a I, malevolent force that yeah. was created by. But but now with this back, hold on with this yeah. backstory you're getting that his mother was a nun, mm-hmm. she was raped by a hundred maniacs or whatever, and they all all their semen got together. And like, which is not possible. Bu- bu- yeah. bu- bunch of those, those made, swimmers got in one egg. Made one, made one evil baby. Is what the impression I got yeah. Yeah, from yeah, the yeah. story and how it's depicted. Right. So I feel like they kind of just said he was kind of just. That's why he raped children because he was just a demon bastard from the get go. Right. That's absolutely what they're saying. Bad DNA. They're absolutely what they're saying. <laughs> Bad DNA. That's what it is. I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll, I will tell you what I think is the reason why he becomes. Like a like like almost a joking, lovable character. He's the only one of those characters that we've mentioned that speaks. The only other one that we can think of is like Leprechaun and maybe oh. Chucky or something Pinhead. like that. Pinhead. Pinhead speaks. That's true. But they yeah. never tried to make Pinhead a lovable no. guy. Yeah, but he, he <laughs> they never did. You don't want the poster child for for S and M selling you Fritos. But don't you remember? Like, don't you remember? Like, there was a Friday the Thirteenth. But, but you do want the child, <laughs> child molester. Yeah. <laughs> Selling you a Pepsi. <laughs> Selling you a Pepsi. He had his own TV show. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, was, what was the name of that? Like Freddy's Nightmares or something like yeah. that? Yeah. It was like, yeah. hey, everybody. Yeah. And, like he was like an Elvira character. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's because of that campiness they yeah. brought into it. They made you forget about the child molestation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, they really breezed that over that going forward. Like, <laughs> one, of the, cover that one up. of the other things I wanted to bring up, too, uh, that was kind of uh, touched upon earlier was the... Uh, the, the 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 group formation of these kids, right, mm-hmm. and uh, going after Freddy and, and fighting Freddy, um, and I kind of think it relates to the suicide aspect a little bit uh, in the fact that it's th- it's this notion, right? Like this movie is like the the total teenager movie of uh, I'll quote my 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 good pal. I met him once, Will Smith. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, no, I did. He said parents just don't understand. And I feel like that's what this movie is. Uh, is that, and I feel like almost Nightmare in Elm Street to begin with. Where are you going with this? <laughs> I'm, where, I'm going, where I'm going with this is is that these kids have no power when they're locked up in this in the psych ward. Yeah, and none of the adults believe them or or, or believe their story, um, and they can't really fight the adults. In the real world, right? So I feel like Freddy is almost a representation of the adults in the real world, and they're fighting the adults for what uh, to, to to prove that basically they were right and they're uh, real. And in a weird kind of which can we, can we film can, way? Can we, can we just say like, given the deaths that ha- happened and how they happened, how do you not believe that <laughs> something's going on? Like I, even yeah. the kid who who jumps. From the tower, he got into a locked ward, and there's no sign of like <laughs> any doors being opened or jimmied or anything. Mm. He doesn't have keys or whatever. Yeah. And then the girl, the most ridiculous yeah. one, she, her head's implanted into a TV five feet off the ground, <laughs> and well, she's hanging from it. Like, it's like she tried to. She took a head. She <laughs> dove head first. Yeah. Into the thing. <laughs> and got a run and start. But like, that's how over the head they're beating you with. Parents don't understand. I feel like. Like it's so ridiculous really- that it's like everybody in the audience is going, "How do you fucking not know? <laughs> How do you not know?" <laughs> no, it's true because I mean, even like the the head nurse in in the psych ward, oh, I she's hate a, her. she she's a representation of the parental figure. Yes. Whereas the doctor, the doc- no, the doctor no. is on the kid's side where he's like, "No, I'm trying to." You know understand who the doctor you. is? He's Bill Murray. 
in uh, the fucking camp movie that we just watched. Meatballs. Meatballs. Thank you, Meatballs. I'm, I'm so excited that I'm forgetting Co- movies. Co- I'm so riled up. Bill Murray? He's the Bill Murray. He's the one cool adult besides Nancy, because Nancy's not really an adult. She just got out of college. Um, <laughs> I, th- I, I I feel like Nancy's the cool adult, and he's the one that, like... Well, he's also became the, a little love he's also, struck. He's a, yeah, he's the love interest also. <laughs> but but you know, he's perceived by those kids. The kids all like him. Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of like the cool, the one cool. There's always no, these stories. They, 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 they like cool Kincaid. They, they, they like King, or not Kincaid. Um, they like uh, Max. Yeah, I was like, he's a ten. Who, who Larry? Yeah, Larry, Larry, Fishburne? Larry Fishburne. Oh, Larry before Fishburne? he got all Hollywood <laughs> and turned into Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Who you kidding, Larry? <laughs> who you kidding? We found you, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I want to I go off on your theory a little bit because I actually am now starting to pinpoint what, Told you. what might be a semblance of a theme here. Did I tell you? So if that's the case, there might be something to that's being said. Because even, even when I was watching it, there was something to be said about the father's um, neglectful attitude about knowing where Freddy's bones were. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where he's like, where the Owens, he's like, I, I, they're in here. I, I really quite honestly don't even remember mm-hmm. if you could if I could find them if I had to. Oh, he knew. And he knows, right? Yeah, of course. You don't it's forget this that. Willful, it's this willful, like, you're, you, you, when you set something aside, this willful forgetfulness of something when you want to bury something, which he hasn't done because he has to literally bury Freddy to beat him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There is something to be said. I felt like there was some symbolic thing where it's like, this is not necessarily the kid's fight, it's the parents' fight. The parents need to finally bury this thing that happened to them. Yeah. And if all these other kids are the children of Elm Street, mm-hmm. and their parents are just like, let's just throw them in a fucking psych ward and just hope everything is going to be okay. Let's not pretend like we actually think that Freddy might be coming back, even though we fucking did, and then did fucking again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and this has like, well, this also re- all relates back to uh, a teen suicide, also because that's a very heavy thing theme in this movie. Is is that people believe these teens are, are committing suicide, and, and they're telling these the, their parents otherwise, like this isn't this isn't me doing this, and their parents won't again won't believe them, right? Um, and it's like this cry out for help. No one believes you, and I feel like a lot of teenagers have felt this way. And this might be why this movie is does touch people a lot of that way. And I and I do honestly feel like Freddie is supposed to be uh, almost that physical representation of not having control, and that's what this movie's about too: not having control over something like your own life, hmm. and uh, and then finding that power within in you to take control of your life and tell. That person that's telling you no, or that person who's trying to stop you, now fuck you, get out of my way. Yeah. Well, I also like that, like the diversity of the kids. Like they all were pretty different from each other, and I thought that that might play into your point. Well, you said you also said Kincaid. I'm glad you brought up Kincaid. Yeah. Man, I loved him in this movie. <laughs> that voice took me by surprise for a second. What, his voice? Yeah. It was a little too like, hey, man, man. Like, I, no, I, didn't, hey, I forgot about that. When those, when those guys came you in. You ain't put me to sleep. I ain't going to sleep. That's what I believed that scene. That scene's very believable to me. No, I like him. I do. I just, I was <laughs> just taken back. No, no, I'm just saying, yeah. I really, I just got excited about that scene. I wasn't judging anyone, Chris. <laughs> I just got excited about that scene. I wasn't yeah. judging anyone, Chris. Right, Calm right. down. I wasn't accusing yeah. or anything. Cure no, kid. I just feel like he's very good in that scene. It was like very believable. Where... Like the a worst, a little overacting now, towards the end. There, now, I'll but. tell you what, I'll take overacting compared to a fucking uh, 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 oh god, what's her name? Uh, London Camp, London, blah, 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 blah. Heather, 
Heather yes. Langenkamp? She phoned it in, I feel uh, like, in this no, one. No, like, half the time, terrible acting, man. I hated all the kids in this. I'll be, I'm will be. i going to say I didn't, I didn't like any one of them. You're wrong. Fucking all of them. Who did you hate? Who, all of them? <laughs> who'd, you hate, who'd you hate the most? Yes. Who did I hate please, the most? Oh, please don't say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. There's a there's a lot of different reasons why I hate everybody. Um <laughs> I might I might not like the girl that decided that her power was gonna be a pre riot girl punk girl. <laughs> That's my favorite. I don't know one. if I liked her. That's I my definitely fucking didn't like the kid in the wheelchair because the moment you see how he is? Yeah, I see. Oh my god. Let me tell you something. Let me tell He's you, like Freddy. Let me tell you the reason why. Well, I remember this as a kid. I remember it being like he turns into a wizard fucking badass. And then when I saw it this time, I was just like, what Siegfried and Roy fucking knockoff bullshit is this? <laughs> like, I remember it as being like a Gandalf wizard. Like, and he's just like, but he turns into the most flamboyantly <laughs> Vegasy fucking asshole. <laughs> and then his powers do fucking Can nothing. I, he gets stabbed in the shoulder and we got to assume he's dead. Can I just tell you something? The cape was a little big. <laughs> it was ridiculous. The cape was a little big. Like fucking like it looked like it Dracula collar. <laughs> it looked like it, you know what it kind of it reminded me of like the uh, the armor and the new World of Warcraft movie like this oversized <laughs> yeah, like unrealistic. Right. Like, Did watch that? that doesn't no work. no I'm just saying like oh. you know, people may <laughs> it's have all over Facebook. <laughs> Kyle. Oh sorry. Get on the social media, Kyle. Learn something <laughs> about it. But no, I mean, um, I what all of them. Yeah, I also forgot how 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 bad Nancy is an actress. Yes, but I will like to say she's one, not that bad though. That's the thing. She's very bad in the later film and in, in Seven. She's not that bad, right? And in One, she's that's not why that I want to say she phoned it in because I want to say there is a testament to that because you know Patricia Arquette is horrible in this film too, but she just won an Oscar. Like it just kind of goes to show you that maybe it could be like a director can make you a bad. Oh, absolutely. Actor. Absolutely, a director can. Well, I think her character... But I it also, sounds like everyone is reading off, like, no. reading their scripts uh, Lawrence like, on Fishburne's the floor. solid. No, I just, Fishburne's always solid. How dare you even <laughs> suggest otherwise? I, I can't <laughs> suggest anything. I said that he's solid in this movie. No, he movie. is. And even, I, I honestly, like, wow, well, no, he was pretty campy. I guess the shitty, the, the evil the evil nurse was believable. Yeah, no, she's yeah. good. But the, the, the doctor... Is the he guy, from the, Body Double? He is. He's the guy from Body okay. Double. Okay. Yeah. I was like, he had some parts that were good. He was like 50-50. Yeah, there were sometimes, again, lines that sound like they're the just most read un, off the a The most card. unbelievable character is the one that doesn't speak the whole film. Oh, my gosh. The mute. Yeah. I don't know. forgot that kid's name. Was it I don't Joey? like him either. Yep. <laughs> he looks like a fucking Joey. <laughs> he looks like a Joey with that <laughs> mullet. He like looks like a Joey, all right. <laughs> it is definitely Joey. I See, that's the thing. Is like I don't know necessarily. I feel like... I don't feel like... Arquette was a bad actress in this movie. I feel like she had a uh, a bad character. I don't know. There is something I want to say about Patricia Arquette. Patricia, Patricia Arquette always there's some, there's always something about her that makes me feel like she's a bad actress for a little bit, and then she does like a really good movie, and I'm like, okay. Like I remember all through Medium, I was just like, why does it sound like she's so monotone all the time? Mm-hmm. Patricia Arquette, the way she delivers lines, just like yeah. the ghost is in my bedroom. Like it's just like. <laughs> Well, it she, sounds she, like she doesn't have any inflection half the she time. She kind of has this weird, she, I feel like she's like holding back. Like there's even a scene where she, she, uh, the little girl says, what's your name? And she goes, 
Kirsten. Like, she calls herself Kirsten. Her name's Kristen in the film. Yeah. And, like, many reviewers have pointed this out, that this is, like, it was she phoning it in? Like, what's going I th- on? I think yeah. there was. I think there was a lot of that. It just sounds like it was the, the whole performance it sounds is un- like it, it just sounds to me like like not a solid director. And she's, yeah. my, she's, my, she's my least. I, well, see, I did almost disagree with that, though, because. Well, that's, a director's, like, main job is to, like, manage the acting and make sure that's on point. But the, set, the sets and special effects in this movie are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the okay. art director. He killed it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> good job, whoever that guy was. I like, destroyed it. The special effects, the are just. I mean, oh, the Freddy awesome. Snake dude. Yeah, oh, the Freddy Snake's that's bad. a great yeah, scene. Freddy Snake that is cool. slammed when it falls down and slams to the ground. I felt so bad for whoever that stunt double was. I, I thought it was her. Hurt. I thought it was her for a second. Actually, like it kind of did look like her that fell out of the mouth. Yeah, I don't know. It looked convincing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I was gonna say that uh, she's my least favorite character. Yeah, she's my least favorite character. Mine might be Taryn. Ter- get uh, why is Taryn everyone's least favorite character? She's just not that cool. She's not cool. Yeah, she's she's not, she has she's, knives. You know, she's got and she looks fucking like switchblades. I've got a switchblade. Yeah, blade. no, and yeah. she looks like uh, she looks there. like trash from from uh, Return of the Living Dude, Dead. Dude, that is like the yeah, worst I mean, mohawk. I guess say that, yeah. She looks way hotter as a punk rock chick than oh. she did as a fucking that's is, rehab. I, that's kid. all it is for Chris. She doesn't have. She does. She's she's actually. The only one that doesn't have a power. She looks like a reject from from because uh, she's realistic. Final fight. I guess we <laughs> should we should actually we should we should talk about these powers because that's the interesting thing. Like none of them we, work. We, we, well, <laughs> well, we keep talking about them as 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 powers, but really they're just the people that they like. That's just their inner person. Like yeah. the wheelchair kid. Like his powers, he can walk. The wizard thing is kind of it doesn't do anything. It's extra. It it's extra. Them. And like this girl is like she's badass. She's tough and she's strong. Mm-hmm. Well, she's not in real life. Yeah. Like okay, but why is why why is why is uh, uh what's his name? Kate? Why is he strong? Because he doesn't feel strong in real life. In reality, he feels weak. Was that any? I think like, he did just wa- noticed that. I think he just wanted to be strong. Like I don't know if he felt that he was weak, but he just just like wanted- I get that the kid. Well, he's a t- no. He, he speaks. Like- no, no, no. He's no. He's right. He's right. He's one hundred percent right. Yeah, because, you're right. Hold on, because he's also like, he's a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Strength would be. But everybody else has such a clear, clear reason. To, like the kid, the kid who can't speak. Of course, his power is he can scream and destroy yeah, everything. Then now finally people can hear him. Right, he, right. He doesn't speak because he, doesn't feel like he wants listen. to speak. He was but the he one can in real life, he, but he can't in the dream. He, yeah. Why do you think Patricia right. Arquette can do flips and shit? Well, because she's see now she's the special one. <laughs> she can do whatever the hell she wants. Well, she has two powers. Her her her, her primary power it's is pulling she can that's pull like people. Re- that's kind of like her real life power into, into her dream. That's, that's like her that's, real. That's like a real life. That's the only power that like actually. Traverses into the real world. Wait, I just want to say real quick one thing about the, the these powers scenes with the kids. I don't think there was enough of it. No, there I wasn't. agree. Like, I was so let down. I there thought been I more. remember this being like long, drawn out scenes, I, yes. and now it's like I see it. I'm like, that was like two minutes. Like, I remember what? like there being like flips and like fucking. I, there was for some flips. reason I always remember the. Yeah, I always remember Kane like had a fucking sledgehammer that he was, like, using, and he was, like, fucking yeah. beating I remember, down like, Freddy costumes, with it. costumes, everybody had Nothing. costumes. I remember that, too. I thought, that, I thought that Patricia Arquette had, like, a whole, like, gymnast gear. You guys are all mixing shit up with other <laughs> shit. I That's know. Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? You guys I, played the game of telephone with Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> she never gets out of that denim. Like, <laughs> she never does anything. But Would for, you, if you if you had a sweet whitewashed denim set? But the wizard kid, he, he, he decides he's going to turn into friggin', you know, David Copperfield on... Fucking David Copperfield. On acid. 
Can I? All right. So let's take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna rate this mammer jammer. We're back, and we are now going to rate Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: Dream Warriors. Uh, let's Dream Warriors. I know automatic point. Let's start. <laughs> Wait, what are you rating it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? I'm so excited! I I cannot wait to rate this Friday the Thirteenth on NES, uh, <laughs> the game cartridge. It's it's the one with Freddy in it. <laughs> it's the one with Freddy. <laughs> it's, it's where you have dream powers. It's basically right, dream warriors. Right off the bat. I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> the whole time I was thinking, like, wait, you had fucking powers in the Friday 13th game? I could have beat that shit. <laughs> I can't believe that we literally had a conversation not even five minutes before we started recording about how we misquote everything, and he literally misquoted. I yeah. sure did. Yeah. Like, crazy. All right, so we... <laughs> It's going to be uh, Friday the 13th NES cartridges. Uh, let's start with Chris. How many cartridges do you want to give it, Chris? Mm, this one was tough. Like I, Because there's part of me that wants to give it a high rating and part of me that kind of doesn't want to, wants to be fair about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, my heart's telling me to, to do four uh, Friday the 13th NES cartridges. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of this series. I, you know, I'm even okay with the Johnny Carson era of, uh, Freddie. I think it's a, I think it's a cool, fun, um, um, character. And, and, and this one has something special. It has like, um, some magic about it. And I think it does come from like the kids having powers, the rock and roll, you know, um, I don't know, style or pace that they were trying to give the film. Um, it explores Freddie's character a lot more and what he's capable of doing and getting away with. Um, and, uh, I don't think Chuck Russell did a bad job, honestly. I know there's been some complaints about his direct directing or direction, but I think he, he was pretty ambitious with this one and that's probably what seals it in the cult favorites. And, um, this movie is, is one of the more memorable ones for most people and I can see why. So it's going to be four. All right, guys. Uh, let's go with Kyle next. Kyle, how many Friday the 13th NES cartridges would you give? Yeah, I always remember this being my favorite Friday the 13th. Oh, you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Victory. Everybody thinks we're doing Friday the 13th. Should I design the whole like rating box graphic as Friday the 13th? <laughs> like, everybody's like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> the right episode. We don't even know what movie we're talking about. Somebody comments on Instagram, I thought the third was in 3D. <laughs> All right, Kyle, how many Friday the 13th NES cartridges are you going to rate Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 Dream Warriors? <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for clarifying that. I'm going to give Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 <laughs> 3.5 cartridges. Um, this has always been my favorite one of the bunch. And to what to kind of just go off of everything we've kind of talked about and touched on the show, yeah, it's got a lot to do with the fact that these kids have powers and that they're kind of taking a... Uh, they're taking a more uh, direct approach to um, dealing with Freddy, whereas in the first movie, she's like, she she kind of falls back onto a reactionary thing, where it's like, all right, bunch of shit's had, bunch of people died, now I'm gonna stand up. This one, 
they're kind of at least the concept is they're going <laughs> to use their powers to kind of fight back. Does it play out as well as my memory tells me it does? No. I mean, it's not nearly. The powers aren't as cool as I thought. But to Cody's point you brought up earlier, I think this film is the perfect balance of Johnny Carson, Freddy, and Scary Freddy from the first one. You get little bits of it, and it's balanced, and it's nice. And I I liked all the characters for the most part. I thought they were – I mean, there's a couple of kids that were, I mean, kind of throwaways, but I, I thought it was a good film overall. So, I mean, it's not a five. You know, I think the first one first one would get a five, but this gets a three point five. Okay. All right. Next up is Mike. Mike, how many Friday the thirteenth NES cartridges will you give Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three Dream Warriors? That is not the part three is not in the title. I just want to specify sure. that this is not Friday the thirteenth. Not at all. This is Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street Three Dream Warriors. Okay, so like most of you guys, this was my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, growing up, but I've grown up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What so, um, uh, you know, the whole point of this podcast is to go back and review films, see if they still hold up. This is one that, man, it, it really surprised me that it kind of didn't for me. I I look back on it now, and like like we've all mentioned a little bit, like the kids' powers, that's such a great idea, but now looking back on the film, they don't do anything, and none of them really manifest in ways that I remember. <laughs> um the acting is bad. Um there's a whole part where, you know, Freddy turns into a skeleton from Clash of the Titans. <laughs> which strangely enough, Ray Harryhausen got right better than in like 5 years before that. Like there's just so much of this film that's so cheesy and wrong and it doesn't feel right and it's better. I will say it is better than the the ones that follow it. The really really campy ones. So I'll I'll give it more points on that, but I'm gonna give this a two and a half, two and a half uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth on the right. Nintendo Entertainment yep. Systems. That's right. <laughs> we said that right. <laughs> Look at that, we made it. All right, so I will go next because I am last, uh, and I am going to give this four. Um, I I still love this for nostalgic reasons and for reasons now. Uh, nostalgic reasons is because I do remember this as a more grandiose film uh, than I remember it. And then, as the adult reason, I it is more grandiose than uh, I am I remembered, and I'm pretty impressed for how grandiose they went with a four million dollar budget. Um, I feel like there's a lot of undertones that Wes Craven kind of threw in the script of this. There, I feel like could have been fleshed out probably a lot better in the original script. This was rewritten, I think, a couple times. Um, uh, I, I like how it touches on teen suicide. Obviously, that was a thing. I think when this movie came out, that was pretty pretty prominent. Um, but it, it kind of touched on a real life thing that also made it more scary. Uh, I don't know. I connect with the kid. It's like the breakfast club of horror movies in a way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. For some reason, I kind of attached to it in that way. Um, I, I like all the characters. Uh, I, I really like um, the special effects in this movie. They're really fun to watch and inventive. I feel like as far as uh, Freddie and the environments and how he changes them into himself. Uh, so I yeah I'm gonna stick with a four on this one. I still love it. It's a great Halloween movie. Throw it on, watch it, uh, see what you guys think, and uh, that's it. All right, guys, make sure you follow us on social media at ColtFilm underscore Review on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow us on Facebook. You can follow Kyle Smith. Ah! You can follow me ColtFilm underscore Kyle on Instagram. You can follow Chris. Ah! ColtFilm underscore Chris. 
on Instagram. You can follow Mike at Mike Salustio on Twitter. You can follow Cody at. You can, <laughs> thank you. Uh, that's the first time. Uh, you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. <laughs> I do feel special now. Wow. Doesn't that feel nice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, guys, you know what? <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. If you're going to join a cult, uh, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week. This was also my favorite Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> God damn it. Really? Yeah, it was my favorite. Friday the 13th movie is and what I you was- just said. <laughs> 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 Let's start over again. Let's start over again. No. Everybody's so ingrained in it now that no one even notices anymore. (laughs) Wow. Okay.